Hi, 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 and welcome to Big Money Business. And I am Joe Warwick. And this is not just a business podcast for the modern visionary entrepreneur, but a guide to creating, attracting, and manifesting big money. That's abundance, wealth, freedom, and millionaire mindset through your business using bigger thoughts, understanding the power of vibration, and the law of attraction. Now, if this is resonating, you're going to want to dive in to the next episode. But be warned, this is not all about perfect, polished perfection. I am all about being inspired to do these podcasts when I'm out walking with my dog. And so you're going to hear sounds of seagulls and birds and my dog Faith. (laughs) But I pack a punch in what I'm sharing. So if this is for you, I look forward to connecting you with you inside the episode. excited today. I have a guest with us. Um, Amna Gull is a master transformational neuralistic programming practitioner. NLP for those who don't know, shorter (laughs) to say. And she is the founder of her own business called Gull to Greatness. And she truly likes to say that she believes in the inner greatness of every individual. And we are totally on track together to, you know, believe in that empowering people and that they simply need to change the filters that they see in their reality to experience their own greatness. And I think that sums it up so beautifully. Um, whether we say beliefs or blocks or um, I call them glass ceilings, but really filters is such a beautiful way of you know understanding how we put things in. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so pleased that you're here, Amna. And um, today we thought we would explore all about the impact of family stories um around money and your business and what's going in the way so welcome thank you it's an absolute pleasure to be here thank you for having me you're welcome you're welcome and um you'll be the first of the guests on big money business so this is very exciting so I'm really pleased that you're here I'm honored and that we can can explore this together so so let's dive on in so do you want to explain a little bit a bit more about what we're talking about sort of family stories what that means to people okay thank you um so when you say family stories um well everything stems um every experience that we have if you imagine um an experience in and let's just say lego structures because a lot of people know how lego structures work right yeah. so, and, and if you then imagine that every experience is made of feelings actions and thoughts mm-hmm. and every one of every feeling action and a thought is like a lego break mm-hmm. and when you put these act- actions and feelings and thoughts together that makes an experience now if you can understand these individual lego blocks individually and understand where they come from how they were formed why they were formed what purpose they're serving as part of an experience, you can then rearrange them and create a completely new experience. Oh, that makes it sound so simple. (laughs) (laughs) And it really is. That's that's one of the misconceptions that people have, that change has to be, it involves a lot of struggle and has to be really hard. Whereas if you know the right, right tools and techniques, then it can be quite 
easy and natural pro process where the change happens in such a beautiful, subtle way that you actually don't even realize that you have changed and you are changing. Um, I, think, I think you just hit on something so important there regarding people want to make it hard. Yes. Do we believe that that's actually a belief system that's causing the problems of going, I won't get the right tools and I won't get the, the because they want to make it hard for themselves. Yes, and there's there is many reasons for it. Some for, for some people, hardship uh, comes from family loyalties. Um, for some people, it's the only way they feel they belong to their family. Mm -hmm. For others, it it is you know there's virtue in struggle. So um, whether it the belief has stem, stemmed from a, a religious back there's re religious background behind it, spiritual background or family loyalties, whatever it is, it's all formed by the time your age of you know between anywhere between three to five years of um, age your beliefs are just they're like already formed in your brain Absolutely. and then the rest of your life is then ruled and dictated by those beliefs that are running on mm -hmm. um in your in the back of your mind and they're completely out of your awareness so when we talk about how what role family has to play family stories have to play with money then um you got to look at what was going on in your family around the time when you were a young child um how did your parents see money what did your mom think about money what did your dad think about money mm -hmm. was there a lot of fear around money or was there a lot of stress around money because you then associate very similar beliefs um they, they get carried forward because as a child you're not able to create your own beliefs mm -hmm. um and your brain is dependent on information that's given to you around you you're not able to logically put things in place and then you you take on these beliefs from people whether it's your mom dad teacher mm -hmm. a carer whoever you spend most of your time with um, so a lot of people grow up with very uh, limiting beliefs. Well, if we just hold that for one second, because I think maybe it's important to often those ideas around, you know, the beliefs and we've got this some you can feel this sort of shame and guilt and badness that somehow you put this on yourself. And yet, isn't it important to understand that, you know, as children, we're just sponges and we did a job to survive. It's a survive. I often always say to my clients, you know, well done. You did a really great job. You're here. You survived. This was a program for survival, but it's not a program for thriving. They're two totally different programs. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I always say one of the things I say is that no one is broken mm -hmm. or need fixing. There's yeah. nothing wrong with you. It It's just that you have certain beliefs and patterns in place that mm -hmm. you're running over and over again it's like a software our brain runs mm -hmm. absolutely it just so needs an it, upgrade <laughs> absolutely so unfortunately you know humans when we turn 16 or 18 or 21 those milestone ages when we are assumed to be you know moving into adulthood mm -hmm. we our software like unlike our smartphones does not update itself overnight yeah. you know there's no you know your software will update between 3 a.m and 4 a.m so <laughs> So we have to manually override those old beliefs and patterns. Mm -hmm. And when I say manually, what I mean is NLP techniques that are mm -hmm. available to us for us to use and override these beliefs. Think of it as like, if you have a faulty software, mm -hmm. 
I mean, it's not going to help you by screaming at your laptop or yelling at it. Or Although people do. <laughs> it doesn't make me, but people do. Yeah, yes. Or, you know, cursing or calling it stupid. It doesn't work. And that's one of the things that humans do. As soon as things are not going the way we want in our life, mm -hmm. we turn against ourselves. Mm -hmm. It must be something must be wrong with me. And, you know, whereas it's simply a little... Uh, it's like overwriting the software It's literally like pressing the backspace key and then overwriting it with the new new software code so then your neurons in your brain make newer connections so yeah. next time you're in that situation instead of accessing the old code you now access the new code now i think that's a just a really great point of being an entrepreneur of course is a really stressful way of being people think that oh yeah I'm gonna yeah be an entrepreneur but if if you haven't got the foundations right and a lot of people haven't they haven't had the right childhoods they haven't got solid foundations in themselves and so it is a, a rite of passage being a, an entrepreneur it can be sometimes a death by fire <laughs> it can also be this beautiful expansive process as you grow and yet this is a great platform where you play out as well a lot of those child beliefs um you know repetitively particularly around money and clients you know do i do i devalue my pricing do i you know try to be kind and good to my clients to the sacrifice of myself um you know all the ways particularly around money oh can that bring up so many, you know, childhood stories that people want to play out? So what would be a way with NLP to shift that as an entrepreneur, as a way of thinking, okay, here I'm, as a good example, if you could talk about for a minute about, you know, pricing. If I was to think about pricing as an entrepreneur and I might have a, a, a pattern in my life that has been around self-sacrifice, what, what would be a way of, of, moving forward in a positive way okay thank you for that um there's so many different ways of answering this question <laughs> we'll keep it um, <laughs> so i think the best thing i'll do is i'll use an example so yeah. um i had um, this beautiful remarkable woman's client and she is um very capable in her field she's a, a medical professional mm -hmm. and an entrepreneur she's just started setting up her own business and for for some time she had been struggling with finding the perfect balance between mm -hmm. her work and the money she was generating for herself and the this idea that she has of what kind of family life she wants she hasn't started a family because the money aspect has been holding her back mm -hmm. So she's really struggling. She had been struggling to find that perfect role, that job that that would serve her and her dreams. Um, the idea that she had between what kind of perfect day she would have yeah. you know, between her job and her business. And um, and then when we started to unpack what was going on in her other than conscious mind, what we came across was that. Um, um, seven years into immigrating, um, her, her dad had immigrated to a different country when she was then when they, she was little. Seven years into um, after immigrating, he went through a very struggle, like struggled a lot with fin financially, and went through a very hard period. Now, this this woman had also immigrated, 
in her adult life. And seven years exactly after immigrating, she was now having the same struggles mm-hmm. that were mimicking her dad's struggles. Yeah. So this this stems from family loyalties. And and it's not just a, this few things at play here, this family loyalty that you suffer, so I must suffer. How am I to have a better experience than you? And a lot of as human beings, we all do that. And mm-hmm. and the second thing that was playing uh, was the unconscious belief that it has to be a struggle. Mm-hmm. It has to be really hard. And you have to sacrifice one thing to get the other thing. Mm-hmm. These are all different multiple beliefs that are playing here. Um, she felt that she had to sacrifice not having a child or family so she could have the lifestyle she wanted, whereas that was not entirely the case. A lot of times our brain has put these filters in place. So these beliefs act like the filters. Mm-hmm. She's seeing her life, her experiences, the opportunities that are available to her through this, this filter of, it has to be a struggle, it has to be hard. I must give up something to get money. Mm-hmm. When you simply re- revise and upgrade and update those old beliefs and you um, honor the, you. Um, there's also what I do is also a bit of family consolation and ancestral trauma work I incorporate that in my sessions when and where needed so it's not just NLP that I do yeah. conventionally so so I also incorporated some of the family trauma work where we um, we resolve whatever needed to resolve where the family loyalties were concerned and we moved forward from that and after literally three weeks after I had the third session with her um, she texted me and she told me that she had found the absolute perfect job that would allow her to have that balance of her business life her work life and Mm -hmm. move forward and have a family and and to people it seems magical because oh my gosh out of nowhere all of a sudden this Mm -hmm. opportunity popped up whereas What's happened is the brain is no longer looking for through the filter of it has to be hard and I must sacrifice something and it has to be really difficult. And the brain is simply now rewired to look through a different filter. And so voila, new opportunities come out of which seems like nowhere, whereas they were all along there. Absolutely. Just not on her radar. Absolutely. It's a bit like people driving along, not realizing and seeing there's a rainbow right in front of them. And that, you know, shift, I, I often call it shifting frequencies because it's that, you know, I think the terminology is always the same. It's literally taking the blinkers off and going, ha, ah, it was right in front of me. I just can't see it with the filters that I had on. And yes. um, I, I just you call it frequency or whether you call it filter or there's a biological, if you need, if you're a science person, you need scientific explanation. It's mm. called um reticular activating system mm-hmm. where your brain actually looks for what it already knows rather yeah. than acknowledging and registering something new so well, we we all know that don't we when we want to look and also when it's come into our field like you know people who say they they want to have a baby and they literally see pregnant yeah. women everywhere yeah. <laughs> and, but that's the that's also the power of manifestation because it's on your mind and you see it. You just, you know, and it's like when you buy a new car and the car that you've bought and you think, yeah, this is amazing. And then you see it everywhere. Yeah, absolutely, it, it was already available. There was a statement that you said, I'd love to go back to that. I, I think is such a poignant one about 
who am I? Who am I to have dot, dot, dot? Mm -hmm. And that step beyond the family model to who you are, of course, the natural process in any healthy family is that you should, your children should go beyond you. That's the whole process of evolution. Mm -hmm. And yet we have all these beliefs that say, who am I to move beyond what my mum did, what my dad did, their social life, my grandparents, my ancestors, my community. Who am I to be? And it's probably, I know as someone who's English, even worse in the UK, I know for the fact that this don't come across, you know, above the parapet. We have terrible, terrible beliefs about keep your head below the parapet. You know, this you're going to get shot if you you come up. But I'm also aware that for many, there is this, particularly for women, there's quite a long story of this kind of witch curse of you know you're going to be burnt at the stake and we have a lot of sort of ancestral traumas as well but that that key message of who am I who am I to have dot 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 yes absolutely belonging is one of our most innate need if we don't Mm -hmm. belong it feels like the fear of not belonging is a fear of death because our our reptilian brain is um it still has that old caveman mentality it still yeah. has that old programming it's the function of that part the the bad the very back that part of the brain uh, which we call the reptilian brain its function is to keep you alive yeah. it only knows two things are you alive mm-hmm. if you're alive this is okay mm-hmm. this experience is okay so if it's yeah. survivable it's okay so when you go through if you've gone through abuse or shame or whatever, in whatever form you've gone through abuse as a child, growing up, that lack, the sense of lack, that that uh, abuse becomes the very thing that your survival depends on. Yeah. Which is why a lot of people fall back into the same money patterns, relationship patterns, health patterns. You know, whether it's to do with money or health or relationships, it's it's the same pattern that runs underneath all of these things. So back in the, the day, if you got kicked out of your tribe, your death was guaranteed because you weren't going to make it Ooh. on your own out there yeah. with the cold and um, get eaten by, you know, a lion in the savannah. Yeah. Or, or you're not going to make it without your tribe. So we need to belong to a tribe. So whenever our sense of belonging is threatened, we fall back into the old patterns that make us feel like we belong to that tribe. So if your parents had certain patterns with money, then you still, you fall back into those patterns so you can stay belong. You can, Mm -hmm. you know, your, your sense of belonging stays intact. Um, Or I have this, amazing client he has business um, international very multi-million pound you know business internationally and yet he has this physical condition where he has manifested physical pains Mm -hmm. and so where it's coming from is that he's not okay with being okay Mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest problems as people we have we're not okay with being okay every time we're okay some 
program or code gets activated and we have self-sabotaging patterns where we're not okay with being okay. So we need to fall back into certain patterns. So, you know, if you're, if you somehow are, are coming from a place of fear around money, because that's what your parents created a sense of fear around the, you know, lack in money, then you will how you create you can create a success for yourself but it's if it's coming from a place of fear then your experience will be very different than if it's coming from a sense of i deserve this i'm worthy and i'm going to enjoy this wealth mm -hmm. that i'm creating so this gentleman who's created millions for himself but he's not able to enjoy it because it's coming from a place of um fear and um, of and then he's breaking a lot of rules of belonging with his family mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we need to find new ways of connecting with our family mm -hmm. find newer ways healthier ways of belonging with our mm -hmm. family so this is not what keeps us intact our sense of belonging intact it's something else fantastic yeah and actually i, I think I, let's explore for a minute the, the thing about money and of course, you know, as an entrepreneur, you go into business wanting freedom and freedom is a mindset. Freedom is comes from the inside out. Same as money actually comes from the inside out. <laughs> You've got to know your wealth. And you were just saying it doesn't matter how much physical cash you have. If you're still wrapped up in fear patterns, you can work really, really hard to build a pile of money, but be terrified that the money would disappear. Now, my my father is one of those people who, you know, was always afraid that money would go and it's being aware of that kind of like for me it's been the driver to go the absolute opposite I always say he's been my best teacher ever because I'm always like he's been the driver going no freedom I, I knowing how to feel free I don't have to wait and often that can be that thing of I have to wait until so I have to wait until my business is of a certain length before I can enjoy myself. I have to wait until I have a certain amount of money before I can have a good life. I have to, as you said about this lady, I have to wait until I've got this perfect balance before I can have a relationship and have this, this waiting um, because of this underlining feeling around the manifestations of enjoyment. Am mm. I okay and complete and I can enjoy and I am free and therefore I can have a wonderful time because money is always replenishing and always coming to me and always unfolding. And it's a magnificent thing. Or I can work super, super hard and um, keep holding and hoarding money as though it's a physical thing and not an energy that is like, oh, but I'm, it doesn't matter how much money I have. I'm not actually wealthy because wealth is a mind state. It's a yeah. an actual state isn't it it's not a mm -hmm. I have a program called millionaire mindset and and it is about teaching more of that but you have to be it before it manifests so tell me from your point of view that that how you would come at it from NLP regarding those underpinnings regarding yeah. money being fearful or you know feeling freedom freedom yeah thank you it depends on every individual it could be 101 million reasons why someone has that pattern or behavior um so it's really about going into that person's subconscious mind tapping in and seeing what what needs unfolding so just to give you a quick example i had um oh uh one of my 
clients had confused, as you say, the energy of money. Mm-hmm. For him, the money was associated somehow through the childhood experiences that he had had with the same energy of the marriage between his parents, mm-hmm. which was a sense of disappointment. Mm-hmm. So ma- mother was always disappointed with the father. Mm-hmm. And he, for him, that translated through the experiences and how our brain works as a child. I mean, not just as a child, we as humans, we're always deleting, distorting and generalizing information around mm-hmm. us. Our brain is taking a piece of information and twisting it and changing it. And so we can make logical sense of it. Mm-hmm. So when a three-year-old child, a two-year-old child has been given an experience, can you imagine what kind of things their brain would do to make sense of that experience for them yeah. for such a young age? So then... um so for him, the experience he had with money was the experience his mother had with her, with her with the father, which was always of disappointment. Mm. So you'll always be disappointed in your financial life one way or another. You're creating disappointments for yourself as long as you have that program running. Mm-hmm. For another one of my clients, for her, she, this is one of my, um, I don't want to say favorite, but like one of the most beautiful moments that I had. The client where she she was in her 40s and she was she was very well equipped to be independent, but she wouldn't allow herself to become fully financially independent. Every time she was she was very close to hitting that big contract or getting that big chunk of money, something would happen. So when we unpacked in her brain as a child, there was some trouble between the family, between the parents, some marriage troubles and um, she had the sense that the only reason dad is keeping mom around is because dad needs her to look off, um, her to be looked after. The, dad needs mom to look after the daughter. Okay. Mm-hmm. So as a grown 40 year old woman, she still has that belief that if she became independent, mm-hmm. dad no longer needs mom around. Oh, ouch. That would be. Yeah. Ouch. It's, it's really beautiful but it's sad and and her parents are now in their 80s and they're still together (laughs) so it's completely illogical but that's how kids and children work we have magical thinking when we're thinking yeah and we 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 connect the dots for ourselves in whatever way we can for our little brain to survive through an experience Mm. to make sense of it yeah and we don't update that. You know, imagine if imagine an, when you're building a house, when you're building a new story on top of an existing structure, the first mm-hmm. thing engineers do is speak to the architect to see if the foundations are sturdy <laughs> yeah. enough to ha- bear the pressure of an extra layer yeah. on top of the building. We don't do that ever. We have these foundations that we created when we were playing in sand pit and Lego book, right? So can you imagine what kind of foundation, shaky foundations most of us have? Yeah. That we keep, and every year that gets added onto our life is another story on top of that building, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then try to build a business on that, which is an extension of being independent Mm -hmm. and freedom and being in empowerment and leadership and then wanting to have lots and lots of money 
which is also takes more leadership and management and empowerment absolutely you haven't got the yeah. foundations and a lot of it is about putting those foundations into place but i think it's really important for you know people who are listening to not be disheartened because it's it's uh, <coughs> sorry we're all walking around with these blueprints that haven't maybe do work a large percentage of them do work you know and are working for us but sometimes there is a glitch that isn't working and just needs some tending to and it doesn't have to be traumatic or stressful but it does need it's the choice of saying I want to succeed and I'm going to take that action to look mm-hmm. inside of myself to get support and help to do that because I want to succeed not because it's a failure yes absolutely on all of these patterns and beliefs that we have there's a positive intention behind all of them mm. yeah. and it's just a matter of figuring out um how to rewire the software how to rewrite the software so then those positive associations those positive intentions can still stay mm-hmm. well, just change that behavior that delivers that positive intention yeah you know, absolutely so, yeah and and of course you'd normally take your car quite happily in to have its yearly service and yet when it comes to our bodies and it comes to our minds and it comes to the way particularly the way we think and the the programs that we're driving from everyone's so afraid to see what's underneath the bonnet but it's that shift of empowerment that has to happen to make that change to be ready to have you know Abraham Hicks saying is just being ready to be ready to be ready to be ready and that is such a beautiful statement that we there is no completeness to this it's just to be ready to be ready to receive the next thing you're ready for and the thing that you desire if the action you take the other side of it is the thing you desire is to focus on that it's just to be ready for the thing you desire but it can't come in whilst there is still an old program an old story an old belief that perhaps you can't see on your own and you need a you know mechanic (laughs) a therapeutic mechanic whatever that therapy is whatever you feel called to um to 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 find that route but I personally I find it's important to look for the fastest route for yourself doing it yourself is always the slow road uh you know and and there are as a psychotherapist myself I actually don't see psychotherapy as the fastest route anymore and I think that there are faster ways with energy healing with NLP um you know we're rewiring that can happen so much quicker than sort of you know healing by a thousand cuts <laughs> that can go on yes it's it's uh, there's only two ways you can rewire and change your beliefs one is by something like this tool such as NLP the mm-hmm. other is if say if you go through really tragic experience in your life mm-hmm. that dramatic experience that could sometimes rewire mm-hmm. the neurons in your brain but mostly it, these things have to be done manually and these mm-hmm. are our blind spots we don't see them ourselves no. and no. you know like you said it's like sometimes even knowing what you want is really hard for some people absolutely asking for even just coming to that that if you ask sometimes you ask people what, what would you like and they go blank because they grew up with oh wanting something for myself is a selfish act absolutely and yeah. if that's your belief you will have trouble coming up with what do you want yeah and asking for it so 
I would say that don't even you don't need, even need to have an answer for what you want. All you need to know is if you have this feeling that there is an experience of life you're having which you would like to change, you'd like to have a different experience of anything in life, something mm. in life. That's all you that's all the reason for you to show up for a session or do this work mm-hmm. or any other kind of work. Yeah. Doesn't have to be this work, any other kind of work. work. And it's it's following yeah. that soul calling. You know, yeah. it's following that pull that something can change, you know, that it is going to change and it that there's something different. And I think it's trusting your trusting your instinct enough, even if you don't know what the outcome is, that the outcome is always going to be the other side of that. Yeah. Um, but if you follow that. Um, it's been absolutely glorious to talk about this. I hope this has been really interesting for people to understand a bit more about how the impacts of foundational work really impacts your business and money. These are such trigger points. So we'd also say relationships, of course, the, th- the big three <laughs> that really want to do it for people. But because we're focusing on business and money here and as entrepreneurs, um, yeah, I really hope that um, this has given people some insight um, to step forward and be brave enough and to understand. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share us before we wrap up? Oh, I would just like to say that, you know, whoever is listening to this, whether you um, can, you know, you're resonating with it or not, it, this, these things still work regardless, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to give things a try. It doesn't hurt, you know, you have nothing to lose. Um, a lot of times we are very afraid of ex- exploring parts of ourselves because we don't want to experience the pain mm-hmm. and the fear, but we do it all the time anyways, in sub- just on subconscious level. We, are, we as humans are so good at finding coping, coping mechanisms Absolutely. and, you know, being in and uh, creating this idea that we are okay, but a lot of times... Um, if you know, if you feel you there's something that you want to change, I just want everyone to know there is absolutely any change is possible, and there is help available for any kind of experience that you want to change. And it doesn't have to be through this work; it could be any other anything else. And would you like just share everybody with your website so that they can check out more about what you do? Oh uh, yes, so if you can uh, go to goldtogreatness.com. Or you can look me up on Instagram. It's just gold to greatness, G-U-L-L-T-O, greatness. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, So yeah, there's lots of ways of getting in touch with me. (laughs) Fantastic, fantastic. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you, it's been a treat. You're welcome, you're welcome. And uh, I will see everybody in the next episode. (laughs) 